1: Jason Middleton, the newest member of the KFI team, is here. I just found out. Or I was like, oh, it's Slurpee Day. It is All-American Pet Photo Day. Oh, I think I, I think Tyler just rolled his eyes. July 11th marks a day where pet owners are encouraged to share their favorite pictures of their pets. Wonder if I have any on my phone. Hmm. I think I do.
2: A few thousand, maybe. (laughs) By the way, Tyler definitely rolled his eyes because I could hear it. I think I I could.
1: Yeah. yeah. Is that what that little rattling sound was? (laughs) Go to JJLKFI on Instagram. Actually, I think you're going to be able to see a picture of that voice that you just heard, Jason Middleton. He and his adorable daughter, Margot came over to my house this weekend and uh, we did a little swimming. So uh, anyway, JJLKFI on Instagram, Jennifer Jones Lee on Facebook. And uh, we're going to get Jason all hooked up here, too. So Jason's introduction is coming in a second. Some of the other stories we're watching on your wake up call, the House committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot will focus this week on former President Trump's tweet urging supporters to come to Washington on January 6th. Now, tomorrow's hearing apparently is going to make a case that Trump gave the signal to hundreds of supporters who stormed the Capitol. Also, this is kind of cool. President Biden's going to show off the first full color image from the James Webb uh, Space Telescope today. The photo that Biden's going to reveal at the White House ceremony with NASA will be the deepest view of the universe ever captured. And what I like about this is. They keep saying that this photo is not just like, oh, we looked at this one area and it seemed like, oh, this could be an area of, you know, um, something super interesting. Uh, Jason, they say that this is like if you just threw a dart at a dartboard and took the snapshot, that's what this is. So this is any old piece of space which I think is even cooler.
2: Yeah, I like the randomness of that, for yeah, sure. Because, I do too. Yeah, I yeah, Because it's a little bit, yeah, it's going to generate a little more talk. It's going to have more interpretation, more opinion coming in. I get it.
1: Yeah, so Jason is here. Jason, first of all, he and I worked together uh, in San Francisco. As you all know, I've told you the story. Until they walked in one day and fired us all during the show. That was fun.
2: That was my first time ever happening. And they were walking people out, right? They mm-hmm. walked, and then they wa- uh, walked out our sports guy, yeah, who who was a, a Bay Area legend, right? And then they came to get me, and um, I was like, M- "Wait, me too? Like, <laughs> duh." I was the new guy. I'm surprised they waited for me to be last because then I came in to do my hit with you and your co-anchor. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll just go over to the bar across the street because I got nothing else to do. I just got 86
1: Well, that and so here's what's uh, the worst part about this, you guys, was I said to my co-anchor, if they fire Jason Middleton, we're out. Yeah. And so then when (laughs) Jason was like, literally walked by the door and gave us like the deuces sign, gave us the peace sign. I was like, "Oh!" I look over at my co-anchor John, and I said, "Well, we're gone." And he's like, "Oh my God, we're gonna get fired, whatever." So as the show wraps up, and I'm thinking to myself, "They really, they really must think that we're uh, really good people, and we're not gonna cuss on the air, or you know, right. say what the fanta to this freaking station." Right. And we didn't. <clears throat> we played it very professionally. I actually left the booth and went to the uh, to the little girls' room. Yeah. And I remember John said, "Where are you going? You're about to get fired." And I said. I got to go to the bathroom. May as well have an empty
2: bladder when I get fired. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Jason, though, was uh, our business reporter up there. And as you guys know, when I came down here to KFI, I brought Jason with me. He was my favorite part of the show. That's sweet. We've been working forever to get Jason down here, and now he is here, starting today. So welcome to the team.
2: Thank you very much. I am still unpacking boxes, moving back to L.A. after 11 years in the Bay Area. I went up there for a I ran LA.com here in town for a while, and then I worked at a couple of other places, and then NBC hired me to move up there. Yeah. And so I went up there and ran things, and then I wound up on the air with you after a few years at NBC.
1: Oh, sorry, you had to slum it for
2: a while. Oh, and it was fun. <laughs> oh, I had fun until I got fired during a show.
1: Yeah, there's that. There's that we share in common. And and yes, everybody, I did meet him across the street at the bar because what else are you going to do? You just got fired. All right. So one of the things I loved with Jason is he had an Elon Musk report oftentimes during our show. And I want to sort of bring that back with him while I have the opportunity. And it's not like there's, uh, you know, no Elon Musk news to report right now. Oh, I know. And,
2: you know, I mean, he was going to buy Twitter. Right. Right. And uh, now over the weekend, he said he doesn't want to buy Twitter. Mm -hmm. So he's a quitter. He's a Twitter quitter. Twitter quitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looks like he's going to have... Look... When you have that much money, when you're the richest man on earth, uh, laws don't necessarily apply to you like they do to me and you, right? So let's say, for instance, we have a uh, cell phone contract and we want to get out of it. Okay. Good luck with that.
1: Right. Right? You're going to pay through the nose to get out of that if you want to.
2: But when you're Elon and you have tens of millions of followers on Twitter, you can use that platform against itself to help you rep yourself. And there's probably – it's reported that there's a $1 billion buyout from that. I'm sure he can afford that, uh, but at the same time, I, I doubt it gets to that when 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 this breaks up. And I, last I looked, um, Twitter shares were down about almost seven percent this morning.
1: And one thing too is overnight, this this guy has the biggest you knows of anybody I know. He sent out a meme of him laughing. Yeah. Like literally, it was flipping the bird, uh, flipping the bird via a meme.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very much what the fanta. He just jumped the gun on what the fanta. <laughs> he
1: really did. Okay, one <laughs> thing too that I want to touch on with you is because I saw this story last night on CNN, and the headline is "It's getting scary how the war in Ukraine." plunged some Middle East nations into crisis. And I think that we here in the U.S., when we heard about, you know, what was going to go on in Ukraine, we immediately started talking about oil prices, grain, Mm -hmm. you know, being the breadbasket, Ukraine being the breadbasket. We had to worry about that. And we've seen supply chain issues that we're still dealing with from China and whatever. And now you have Ukraine opening up this whole other global economic crisis. Kind of where are we with that? And what are, you know, like, what are some of the the biggest issues that you see right now that we're having to deal with from Ukraine,
2: we're still dealing with the geopolitical crisis created by Russia's invasion, right? right. And so it, we say breadbasket a lot, but we really need to think about it's it's more than thirty five percent of of grain that comes that comes out of Ukraine, and a lot of that does go to the Middle East, of course, and in Europe, and a lot of it comes to the United States as well. So yeah, the supply chain thing is becoming an issue, and it's actually becoming almost well, it's not reportedly a war crime yet, but it is being leaned into, politically speaking, Interesting. That, that withholding that and not being able to release the grain not only affects the local economy in Ukraine, of course, there's a larger issue. There's a starvation issue. There's a human rights issue that comes along with that, too. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, and in addition to the supply chain thing and being a tech guy, right, yeah. it's the semiconductors, too, that, that are also part of this as well. So we can watch those kind of running in parallel. You have the semiconductor Shortage coming on, and a lot of those manufacturers are coming back online in a couple of years, and that's kind of a, a kind of a bellwether macroeconomically for the globe. Yeah. But when you look directly at the grain issues as well, um, it's and of course the power issues. Um, you know the the gas that comes out of Russia that. Basically, keeps the lights on in a lot of Europe and the Euro- European Union. Um, I noticed that there's a, a firm here in the United States that is going to decommission one of its plants, I'm sorry, in Canada, uh, and it's going to be relocating it just to help uh, with uh, the. I don't know, bottleneck. I mean, uh, huge. The ripples of this are still playing out. And I noticed this morning as well that, you know, President Biden said he's going to send 12 new military units over. And Ukraine says, that's great. We could use 112. I know. And so it's going to keep playing out.
1: And I, it's interesting that uh, that company in Canada is getting involved because what this reminds me of is the baby formula uh, shortage where we had to go to different nations and different countries and say, hey, help us with this. And so it's interesting that we're kind of doing that same thing with grain and whatever. It, it just seems like because of a global crisis, we are having to do global outreach to make this all work.
2: Right. And we do have a, in the United States, obviously, the largest com- economy on the on the globe um, is We have the infrastructure that can kind of encourage that and find workarounds for things. But when there's nothing to work around toward... That's what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about grain. And baby formula is a great example of that. The gasoline and uh, and and gas, and natural gas coming out of uh, Gazprom. Uh, these are, uh, right. it, it's it's more than just a bottleneck. It really is going to ripple. And, and we've seen it in the Dow. I've seen it in my 401k. And you probably have too.
1: Oh, let's not talk about that. Right. Monday morning, things are bad enough. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into uh, a couple of those other stories that I told you about, uh, about Toyota and its electric car. And also, fun story. Well, I guess fun if you're not a restaurant coming up, about Generation Z not dining out and how restaurants are having to chase them. So this is kind of a fun one we'll get into. Jason, it is so much fun. You'll be here tomorrow again? I hope so, for sure. Okay, absolutely. I've got a lot of learning to do, for sure. (laughs) I'm telling you, Wake Up Call is a beast, but only because you had a beast put it together. And so now you're having to figure out the way that my mind thinks. And really, nobody should be tasked with that. So I appreciate you wanting to do this show. I think it's awesome.